This is Aikido Discussed, your regular weekly Aikido podcast. We talk about everything that is Aikido. I am Christopher Hine, head instructor at Aikido of Fresno, and with me today is Joshua Tihi, assistant instructor of Aikido of Fresno. And Maya Solana McDaniel, third Q and student at Aikido of Fresno. All right. Yeah. <laughs> we have a topic today. Yes, we do. Well, that's but good. But first, <laughs> let's uh, get all of our uh, house cleaning out of the way. House cleaning. That's uh, a business. That's in the business uh, oh, that's world. The biz? They always talk whenever you have in a show meeting. Biz. You know, whenever you have a meeting, like, uh, you know, then they go, okay, housekeeping business, and then they go over all the stuff that's uh, just sort of like, you know, normal, whatever. So, housekeeping. We'd like to say thank you to our patrons. There it is. <laughs> all right. So, thank you to Rob Kitson, John Smith, Urbano, Lenny Acuna, Jim Sullivan, Matt Riley, Warwick Dean, and Grant Templin. Dang, that's a uh, big number of people that we have supporting us. So, And they've been supporters for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, thank you so much, guys. It makes it uh, possible for us to do this and not have to worry about uh, paying to keep it up online because right, that yeah. does cost money for us. Um, and we're cheap. And we are cheap. <laughs> um, okay, so today we are going to be talking about uh, pins in Aikido. Uh, Aikido pinning Pins and, and control, yeah, let's control, talk about control, control, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tech, control, control techniques in Aikido. Right. Why um, they exist? Yeah, and why, why they exist? Why they look the way they look, and why they might not be what you find in other martial arts, and that's a good thing and not a bad thing. Right, right. And well, then, that's this is what Aikido is all about, right? Pins and controls. Oh, that's all it is. Yeah, it's just a pin and control system. Yeah. It's it's it, this is yeah, why I'm being we sarcastic. I've right, got to say right. that. Actually. Well, no, and this is why I think it's <laughs> so am I <laughs> an important thing for us to talk about um, because. I think a lot of people, there is some confusion as to these things. And when you look at the techniques of Aikido, right, um, they are often seen in this light, right? This is generally how we view them, right, as controls, right. controlling uh, things. Uh, that's, not, that's not necessarily true in their – that's not necessarily the only context in which they can be used, but that's what we mostly see. Sure. Um, and, uh, you know, I think some people get confused when they see that and they think, you know, that, that we're, it's the, the art then is about, right, right. you know, how can I hold them or how can I pin them or how can I, you know, twist the hell out of them <clears throat> until they cry or whatever. I mean, it is the spicy fun stuff. You it know? is the spicy. It is fun and it, right. it's, it's very visible. Like yeah. you can see what so it is. Here's so. the thing. The other day we were doing some pinning uh, stuff in preparation for uh, a test and um, – at the end of it, I could feel that everyone had a really good class, and everyone was really excited and happy. They were totally right. fired up about it, it. Totally fired up, including myself. And it's because, like, it's a very tangible, easy, right. real easy thing that you can do as compared to other things um, that, at least in our school, other things we do where um, the – It's a little more ambiguous. It's a little more a ambiguous. Little, yeah. The thing yeah. that you're training, and, and it's, a, it's, it's a little more to – it's a little more difficult to see, like, I did that well, I didn't do that well. Right. Um, pins and controls are very black pins, and white. They, you know, I yeah. either did it or I did And, and also, from, a, you know, people who are new, they see something and they're like, Jesus, that hurt. Oh, right. my God, this right. must be, it, this stuff is awesome. They yeah. elicit a very uh, visceral reaction. Right. Yep, yep, and yep. I think, yeah, I mean, I don't know. When I was in 
I don't know, elementary and high school, if you asked me what my favorite subject was in school, I would say math. And now I, I think I, I mean, I don't know, I was good at probably most subjects, but I think I picked math always because it was easy, easiest to measure my own skill at right, that. And, sure. it, you know, it was nice to be like, well, I got the problem right or wrong and I got all the problems right. So there you go. Right, you I'm know, good I'm good Literally. at math. I like doing math because it is, you know, I got that instant feedback where writing was a lot more like, well, you, you could have said this better, you know, stuff like that. So I feel like with pins and controls, it's the same thing. People go. Well, they tapped or they right, didn't right, tap, right. you know? Oh, yeah. Did I do it right? Well, they tapped. There you go. Right, Which... and on the other side, you can see, like, yeah. a, someone who does it well, mm -hmm. um, it hurts. They tweak yeah. you and you go, oh, my God, I don't want to turn into that. Oh, oh my shoulder. You get or that whatever. instant feedback. Right, right. Even though, I mean, I feel like just because they tapped doesn't mean that you did a perfect pin, you know? But I think it's easy for people to go, oh, that worked, you know? Right, right. So anyway, so it's fun. And it's good uh, from that standpoint of, like, um, having something to – and it occurred to me that, like, oh, this is probably why Aikido practice sort of evolved in the way that it did because um, if you are a, a, a teacher, and especially a teacher who, you know, has a bunch of students or wants to bring in students, like, that's the thing you're going to show them because that's the thing that's, like, most um, – most visibly tangible it's the thing that you know someone comes in you can twist them immediately and go see mm -hmm. see uh my this is mm -hmm. this is what i can show you you know right. if you're As gonna show some to like yeah uh oh come get me and i just disappear right. or whatever you know yeah. if you're gonna show someone aikido you you know you might show them look here's a technique where they do a cool, a cool high fall and then also here's like nikyo or something you know what i mean i made you tap oh you could feel that did couldn't you it hurts like that's probably right. two of the things that. And are... if you're doing it to someone who has never had that done before, um, and you're good, you could set it up in a way that it feels as if they can't do anything else, right. that they can't get out of it, like whatever. And and yeah, so it shocked me. So, all that being said, I think you know to get to get at the heart of the the issue first, you you got to kind of. So this is the way I I outline Aikido. Aside from Rinshu, which is the training method, um, you know you have Tai Sabaki, which is how you use your body. You have uh, Aiki, which is how we uh, make a chord with people, how we interact with them um, in, a, in a fitting way, in a way that we fit their actions and our actions together, and that's the ideal of the system. And then we have Kumiuchi, which is like what we do when we encounter struggle. So our Aiki has failed us in some way, so we have to struggle with them, right? So we can't, we can't make accords that work out right, um, so we have to do some kind of struggling stuff. And in the Kumiuchi is a lot of what most people, I think, would say is the martial art of Aikido. Mostly what it is, is it's the holdovers from traditional jiu-jitsu, right? So you look at traditional jiu-jitsu, there's a very similar set of techniques as you'd find in Aikido, and that's what is in Aikido's Kumiuchi set, right? So the, the struggling method. In the Kumiuchi, there's a, a ton of different... Can I list them? Yeah, sure. I'm really excited it. about because okay, right, you it. were telling me these the other day, and I'm like, okay, wait. So it's the Nagewaza, the mm -hmm. Kyowaza... Um, the Dori Waza, the Atemi Waza, the Buki Waza, um, the Hidoki Waza, and the what am I missing? There's I one. Say something. Oh, it's the Komi Waza, Waza, the yes. one that we're talking about. Um, yeah, did you get seven right now? Yeah, yeah, I counted. Good. Awesome. <laughs> um, anyways, but so each one of those things, uh, they can be used together, um, or they can be used individually depending on what it is that needs to be achieved in the struggle right so for example hadoki 
Um, a lot of times, and especially with beginners, I'll say, you know, your number one goal is Hadoki if you encounter Kumiuchi, right? So Hadoki is just to escape. You want to get away. So you want to free yourself uh, from someone controlling you. Um, the reason you want to do that is because the major assumption uh, in Aikido as we practice it is that the other person's bigger, stronger, faster, better armed, and there's more of them than there are of you. So the odds are against you. And so, you know, we look at Aikido in its most raw form as a system where they're better and stronger than us. So we're going to lose in a straight up fight. So we don't want to be We in don't fight. want to fight. We don't want to struggle. Right. We want to get away from struggle. Always. Exactly right. And so like, you know, Aiki is, is the ideal way to resolve that, right? Which is like, you know, they're trying to get me and I make a cord with them so they can't get me. But if they do catch me and there has to be a struggle, my, my number one goal is probably going to be Hadoki. Um, and that could that Hadoki could be facilitated through Kyowaza, the major principles, Ikkyo through Rokyo, could be facilitated through Nagewaza, um, could be facilitated through Atemi, uh, could be facilitated through a lot of things, right? So through the, the, the Kyo or the Hadoki itself, like there are specific Hadoki to escape. So any one of those things. Um, but that's not the only goal. So and, and a, a situation I like to list as, you know, a reason that we might not want a Hadoki is, you know, say you're a fifth grade teacher and a kid in class pulls a knife out of his backpack and you have to control that kid, right? So this is a situation where, and I like to say it with the fifth grader because this is where you see, well, okay, this is someone who doesn't have a strong um, physicality over you, probably is not strongly physical over you, right? Um, so most people can handle even a big fifth grader. Um, it is a situation where there's, you know, in a classroom, there are other kids that can be harmed by that kid. Um, so you need to be able to control them. Uh, and they're armed. So that facilitates the kinds of things we would see in, for example, Osei Komiwaza, right? So takedowns and controls. Um, that In that set, the idea is um, uh, how do I control someone with a weapon? And that is also a part of Aikido. If I can uh, handle someone physically, then here are the ways in which I would do it. And, and the difference between this and other systems is other systems are no matter what, you have to physically control them. Whereas an Aikido kind of says, well, we've got this stuff. If you think you can physically handle this person, if you can't, then you need to make Hadoki right. and accord with them. But if you can, then here are a set of pins and controls that we can use to control them in some situation like that. And there are situations that I can't just escape from or that I maybe couldn't possibly just make really good accord in. Um, and so that's why we have those techniques. And uh, so let I mean, and so let's talk about the way that those uh, controlling techniques differ from, you know, other controlling techniques. So when we were at um, Combat Con and Chris was teaching uh, Aikido class and we and we ran through some of, of these things, one of the things he talked about was a pin and sort of used a uh, a uh, like Brazilian Jiu Jitsu pin or a wrestling pin. Uh, compared to, you know, like the Ikkyo uh, pin, for example. Uh, mm -hmm. And it was very clear to see the difference between the two and why you might be doing one versus right. the other. Right. Um, um, and I'd like to say, you know, first off, if, if your main goal is always to control someone, right, I, I want to control people. That's always what I'm, I'm emphasizing in my desire to study martial arts. Something like Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is a great martial art to choose. Um, I learned in lots of ways way more about controlling people from doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu than I did in Aikido. So before I say anything else, I want to say the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu control methods, in my opinion, are yeah. superior to Aikido control methods as far as security goes, right? And security sure. meaning I have secured the person down, right? Right. The problem with Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and, and the, why those techniques can't exist in Aikido is because Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu has zero interest in autonomy, meaning 
I'll always sacrifice my freedom in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in order to sacrifice their freedom, right? Mm -hmm. I will use the entirety of my body to hold down their body. And because pinning them, holding them is the ultimate goal, then that's a, that's a reasonable thing to do. In Aikido, my end goal is, you know, my number one goal is always my safety. And so if things get dicey, can I get out of that situation? Right. And that's what Aikido is always seeking to do. There's always that inherent, what if there was something I didn't know about? For right. sure, for Especially sure. Especially a person or a weapon, and you see an that, extra person. That, right. that a lot of the pins that hap that we do involve uh, manipulations or movements that allow us to see a complete like 360 right. uh, before yeah. someone goes down. And when they're pinned in a way that easily allows us at any moment, like, you know, we pin on the balls of our feet for a reason, right? Uh, so that uh, if we need to, we can be up and moving um, as quickly as possible. Right. If you take the the vast majority of orthodox Aikido pins, and I say orthodox just because the ones shared by most systems of Aikido, look, different Aikido systems have a few different pins, and some of those might not all agree, but there are a set that pretty much all the styles have. Um, if you look at those, those pins that are all very similar, um, those pins allow you to be autonomous instantly, meaning... In the middle of the control, if you need to bail out, you can bail out. And something like top mount or side control does not allow you to do this. And it's hard to get it without visually Maybe, being able to yeah, see yeah, it. But when yeah. you visually see it, it blows your mind because you're like, wow, Aikido pins are fantastic for this. And Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu pins are crappy at right. this. Now, yeah. I'm not saying that for everything the Aikido pin is superior. But in that classroom situation, let's say I need to take down and control a fifth grader who's armed. Aikido pins will enable me to take them down have dominant weapon control, right? Meaning I can dominantly control that weapon that's in play. Mm -hmm. Plus allow me to be autonomous in case there's another fifth grader in that class who's, who's, who's working right, with right, this right, one. Right, He's right, going to yeah. come get me, right? Mm -hmm. um, whereas uh, in a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, I'm completely committed to the kid I'm on top of. And me being able to get out of there is dependent upon me completely being able to, you know, uh, damage this kid or knock him out or do something to get up and deal with the other kid. Whereas Aikido's not like that. I could not hurt the kid I'm pinning and escape free to deal with the other kid at the same time, right? Um, and so, you know, and, and like, you know, when people hear this, they might go, oh, yeah, well, a fifth grader. It, that's what we're talking about in Aikido. I, you know, if you are uh, 6'4", 250, really strong, you know, um, really trained and skilled person, you can handle much bigger people. Right, right, right. But if you're not that person, it's harder and harder to handle. Bigger. So the fifth grader example, I use it because it's like, all of us could physically manage right, a fifth right, grader. Right. Um, so scale up according to you. If right. you can scale up a fifth grader, then scale up to whatever size you want. Eighth but grade. in order for grade. us to do the pins we do, yeah. in order for us to do the pins we do, we do need to have physical superiority over the person we're handling. Or an advantage of timing. There are other right, advantages right, right. we could have, yeah. right? Um, but we have to have that. And then, you know, the argument might be, well, in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, you could be smaller and still control someone. Yes, that is true. But at the sacrifice of your of autonomy. Your autonomy. Right. right. It's like, how quickly could you really get up? I mean, you know, sure, I, at this point in doing some of the little Brazilian jiu-jitsu that we've done, I can get to a position where I can hold someone down. But one, for how long? And two, can I get up very easily from that without them entangling me in their arms and legs? You know, if I'm in side control for people that aren't familiar with that, that's someone laying on their back and me laying across them on top of them at like a 90 degree angle, stomach to stomach. Um they still have, you know, if I have one or two arms, I, they still have their legs that they could wrap around me. And how long would it take me to disentangle myself from that before 
you know, say it's a mutiny and there's another fifth grader that I've right, got to deal right, with, right, you know? That's exactly right. And it's, it's important to understand that in Aikido, we're always preparing for more than one person, right? Yep. So Ueshiba in, in Budo, if you read Budo, um, he says, you know, that uh, you're always accounting for not just the person in front of you, but the person to your left, right, and behind you mm -hmm. um, because there are multiple people. And that's the way we always have to approach Aikido. And so when you look at pins and, you know, there's a lot of this right now because a lot of people are cross-training Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and they're saying, oh, look, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu pins are better than Aikido pins. Now, looking at it one way, I agree. Right. I agree 100%. Better at what? Right, but better, what's the thing we have to ask? Because if you look at them in another way, they're way worse than Aikido pins. Right. Yeah. So what is it you're interested in doing? And if you hold pinning as the ultimate goal, then you're probably right. They Do are some, better, yeah, yeah. right? Like, I mean, you, I could probably categorically say, yeah, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu pins are better if controlling right. is the only goal. Right. But Aikido says, well, you can pin, but you can also still escape. Right. And it's putting the escape at a higher level of uh, desire than the control itself. Right. So I'd like to control you if I could, but if I can't, I still want to be able to escape. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu doesn't even look at that ability to escape. It's not right. interesting. Right. right. And what's cool about those Aikido pins and the ability to escape is um, most of those takedowns end up, the Aikido pins end up with the person on their stomach. Right. Um, and if they are on their back, those that Kodagai turn over to their stomach either from the Gyakute grab or the Katate grab turns them over super nicely onto their stomach to where you can hold them and it's and why it's, would why would that be an important thing for uh someone to be on their stomach as opposed to being uh on their back you know? they can't i mean it's hard to grab someone if they're if you're on your stomach how well can you yeah. reach up with your legs or arms but even more importantly them? than that uh, if we're talking about a weapon being right in place, they also how can you use right, a weapon right. if you can't you know if you're on your stomach it's you very can't. hard to use a weapon you can't um, see, hand. you can't right. see, you can't grab someone as well, and you can't stab or shoot someone as well if you're on your stomach. So yeah, all of the pin, or the majority of the pins that we have, and uh, yeah, end up with the person uh, on their stomach, sort of face down, right. um, which is in a weapon situation, and and usually in uh, with hand wrist control. Yep. Right. Yeah. So the vast majority. So of yep. uh, and usually in a in a uh, way that has isolated that hand from the rest of the body. That's right. Right? Which makes sense because they have something in that hand that you do not want them to be able to transfer to their other hand right. or anyplace else, right? So. And what's cool too is like in most of those pins, you can, if you really needed to, you know, use your knee and you, and your other hand, your knee and the one hand to hold the person's arm and reach over to the other person's arm yes. were they to pull a second pocket knife or whatever, yes. you know, you can... Yeah. Hold that other hand as well if you need And you're to. generally in a uh, position where um, you are in a, uh, I, uh, like a dominant, uh, but uh, a well-balanced position. Yeah. So that if they were to do that, you, you could stop it. You can right. always right. bail. You can A, see it. Yeah. And then B, be able to do and, it. And this is not as sweet um, of a thing to say, and, and probably against the philosophy of Aikido in the modern day, but from where Aikido comes from, you also see, and you see Ueshiba doing this all the time when he's pinning, um, if they tried to escape, I do not have a lot of security as far as their body's control, but I can attack them at will. Yeah. And so if I am armed and I'm in that position and they attempt to roll over or break the pin in any way, 
I can assassinate them. You know, I mean, I am in position yeah. to take right. their life right. instantly. Right. So, like, if that is the goal we're talking about, then I could do that as well. So, if we're talking about extreme situations where it's like, I have to kill one guy and get on to the next guy, Aikido does account for mm -hmm, that. Mm -hmm. um, but it is not in our modern philosophy, right, not the right. way we look at it um, to be. But, you know, a lot of times when people are like, oh, look, they could roll over there. Yes, they yes. could roll over there at the and cost of their own life. <laughs> right, right. They, they could do that. Stab them in right, the, exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and so, just it, that's a judgment call on your part, you know. Yeah. But it's interesting because then you, you see. Um, also, where in like situations where uh, Aikido controls uh, like people find them useful, um, are situations where um, the other person might be armed, uh, or uh, conversely, like the other person. You know, when we talk about like pain compliance, like you know, uh, Sankyo or Nikyo or, or whatever, um, the other person doesn't have a a uh, hundred percent. Um, intent to destroy you you know what i'm right. saying um or you're in you're, you're, yeah. you, we talk a lot of time about like your drunk uncle you need to control your drunk uncle right, right? um you give a little twist to your drunk uncle and he's gonna go oh i, I don't really want to get hurt you know that's different than uh your homicidal uncle yeah you know right right, right. and i mean you know like in a, a, like, a lot of and this is why a lot of law enforcement likes aikido uh pitting techniques is because they're usually in mass, and they're usually right, right, bigger. Right. You know, like, that's not yeah, always yeah, true. Yeah. But if you look at a lot of police officers, yeah, they yeah. tend they're, to be very yeah. large individuals. Right, right, um, right. And so th those kind of techniques where um, well later on in court, they can talk to the judge about why maybe that guy snapped his own arm while you were trying to control him, you know, dislocated his own arm, mm -hmm. because all I was trying to do was control him. The judge is, like, understanding, like, oh, you were trying to, you know, restrain him in the nicest way, way humanly possible, possible right? right? right. Um, and also law enforcement. Uh, tends to like a lot of Aikido uh, pinning techniques because they also account for you having a weapon. Right, so right. Uh, it's important to understand if you're a police officer, there's always a gun involved in every situation because you have one on your right, hip, right, right. right? So meaning if I'm trying to wrestle with someone and I mean, I've got them in side control and they, they slip my right. sidearm out yep, of my yep, holster, yep, yep. that's now right. a, a deadly force right, situation, right, right. right? So whereas Aikido tends to offer you controls that don't allow them that kind of right. access. Because again... Uh, they want at least one of their arm is arms is isolated and they're face down. So right, right, right. Even if there is a weapon in the other hand, the non-isolated hand, they can't do much with it, and they can't do much with it, especially before you right. get to and it. And that's what Maya was saying. And they can't, the, uh, they can't use that to reach for your weapon. Right, that's exactly uh, right. As opposed to, let's say, you know, uh, a police officer's in mount on someone, smashing their face. And right. their, their gun right. is... Well, and the, especially know. a police officer has to be always aware that that guy might have friends. Right. and You know what I mean? This is a dangerous situation. And so being able to control the guy while also being aware of their surroundings is super, super right. important. Oh, so yeah. it wouldn't be smart for a police officer to sit and mount on someone. Right. No. Not and all again, you know, we see these these uh, controlling, you know, so I, like <laughs> Sankyo, for instance, or Yonkyo is one that we, we see a lot where, um, you know, look... I'm not going to break someone's arm with Sankyo. Um, now, uh, I could use it to take a, uh, take a weapon from someone, right? Really uh, nicely. Really, really easily. nicely, yeah. And um, if uh, it's someone who um, is, again, doesn't have that 100% um, commitment to the attack, let's say someone who's just mouthing off at a police right. officer, when the police officer tweaks him a little bit, he's going to say, oh, oh, oh okay, I'm, right. I'm sorry. Right. And know? at worst, he's going to have a, a sore wrist for a couple of days. You know, like, you're not talking about seriously damaged somebody. Not, uh, so one of our students came in the other day, and he said uh, he was at a family function, and his uh, brother-in-law 
uh, had an outburst and was having some mental problems. And uh, so he had to control him. And he said that while he was attempting to control him, um, it kept going through his head. I do, and this, this student does Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu also. He said, I don't want to just slam him down on his head because it's concrete and I'm going to hurt him. You know, and I don't want to hurt him. Right. So, so there are lots of times where you put a, a, a high priority on not wanting to hurt the person you're yeah, dealing yeah. with, right? Mm -hmm. Especially if it's someone you love and care about. And, you know, I think the end goal of Aikido is, you know, we should kind of love all people, you know, like, mm -hmm. and, and find a way not to hurt them if we don't have to hurt them, you know? And I think, too, like, the the kind of list of, you were talking about this the other day, of, like, priorities when it comes to safety right. in Aikido is, right. number one, me, number two, those people that I'm trying to protect and care about, yes, right. and number three, everyone. Right, you the know, person. Any, the person, and including yes. the person attacking yes. you. And I think, like, um, kind of number two and three come a little more into play when you're in a, a like, a position of power institutionally, whether you're, like, a teacher or right. a nurse or a doctor or a policeman. You know, your responsibility is to yourself, but also to innocent bystanders right. and the kids in your class right. and other if patients. If you're an ER nurse and yeah. they brought in a gangbanger and he happens to be armed, right? Right. You don't want to kill the gangbanger, but you do have a responsibility to A, yourself, number one, uh -huh. B, the innocent bystanders around, but then you also, he's there to get medical attention. Right. So while he needs to be controlled, you don't want to kill him in the right. process. So right. we don't give nurses guns, so they shoot right. that guy real quick. And we quick, don't want right? to break like, his arm, and right. we don't want to like right. cause right. more damage. Right. You, you don't want to break do, his arm because you're going to have to be no harm, bandaging right? it up right. immediately <laughs> after. It's just right. more work for you. I mean, right. So. <laughs> exactly. So, um, so there's lots yeah. of situations like that. You know, we have a uh, EMT. Um, whose daughter trains with us, and uh, he keeps saying, he's like, I want to do Aikido. Like, he's trying to find the time to do Aikido. He's like, I like the ideas of, of not hurting the person more. And he's like, a lot of times, we're first on the scene, and people are flipping out, and my job's not to hurt that person, right. but at the same time, maybe they're going to hurt me. So so how can I find ways to control them that doesn't hurt them and doesn't allow them to hurt me? Right. And Aikido answers that question a lot, you know. Um, whereas I think, uh, uh, I think a lot of other martial arts tend to put a priority on actually damaging the other person right, right. right and that might be i'll sacrifice myself to damage you more like so if you look at like uh kyokushinkai right so like uh, it's a hard style of karate where um the idea is i'll let you beat me a lot you can hit me a lot but i'm gonna hit you more and you're not as trained as i am so you can't take the blows i can take that style's like pure brute force right and there's, there's nothing wrong with training in that yeah, way yeah. where my body's really strong and so like i can take lots of your blows Go ahead and hit but me. i don't care that you're doing that because i'm going to hurt you more than you can possibly hurt me right um brazilian jiu-jitsu is willing to sacrifice myself to put you in a position that i can tear your joints and uh -huh. limbs right and that's that's all cool like i'm not passing judgment on this it's just aikido puts a priority on me being safe first whether i hurt you or not me being safe first other innocent bystanders second and then i also would like you not to be hurt right. if we could manage right. it and that's sort of like every take every uh, every control that we have sort of plays into all of those right. right things. Yeah. Um, and then also, you know, I think they also play a lot into um, that idea of the person doing the thing as much as you do the thing. You know, so a lot of the controls, at least, I'm thinking Sankyo and like Nikyo, Nikyo and Sankyo, right? Um, you're you're just setting your body right uh, in such a way that if they want to continue toward you toward your thing whatever they are going to hurt themselves right and so they won't right and that kind of also facilitates the 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 takedowns or the pins yeah. uh, and a lot of the throws the same way because it's like it's not so much that you're um, 
you know, twisting the, and I'm doing a little uh, Sankyo Sankyo movement here. Yeah. <laughs> For those who, you can't see it, but if you could see. Um, but it's not, but that's, but that's not what, ta- anyone who's done Aikido will be like, oh, I know exactly what they're talking about. You gotta hold Sankyo as you talk yeah, about holding, Sankyo. Yeah. Um, but it's not so much me doing that, right? It's me holding it, um, and it's their desire uh, to, come desire get to yeah. like, oh, I gotta get this guy, that leads them to that thing happening, right? Um, and, and, you know, here's the truth. If I could just hold it and they, they know that, like, if they move, it's going to hurt and they don't, cool. Then we can right. just stand there right. for a second right. and have a conversation. Right. Your drunk uncle, for example, right. you know? Right. You can say, hey, you need to calm the F down so we right. can all just chill out and have a good Thanksgiving or whatever. <laughs> um, and I think, you know, and that plays into, you know, I don't want, I don't want to hurt them. Right. And in 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 a way, you're not right. They're hurting themselves. Right. Um. It's there, and then that also plays into what we talk about. Uh, using their force against them. Right. Right. It's exactly there. It that it's all your force. Right. It's like should be very. I'm just holding little. you here. If you choose not to attack right. me, it will not right. hurt. Right. If you choose to attack me, it does hurt. Right. And I think that idea right there, the the it's the person's choice to attack you that makes the Sankyo worse, that makes the Nikyo worse, whatever it is, that them coming around to attack you, that that will tighten that, you know, that Kodagaish, whatever. Um, I think that sometimes gets lost when you learn the techniques first, right. when you learn those the forms first. Um, because then you're always looking for a technique, and I know that I'm struggling a little bit with this right now, as like, as like, I'm, you know, doing Jiuwaza or, like, weapon taking or whatever, like, forcing the technique still being the, like, some part of me still, like, I want to get the technique. I want to, you know, like, I need to, it's going to happen A, B, C, you know, pin, you know, right, like. Right, right. Um, and, like, that's, I think, the difficulty of learning those bits first rather than later because getting the the philosophy kind of into your subconscious, which is the, like, let's just make a chord for it right, first. Right. Oh, let's, okay, if I can't do that, I need to escape. You know, like, and that let idea me, of... Let me be safe. Let me be safe. Right, right. right. Know, right. And then from there, also that idea of like, oh, oh that doesn't work. Cool, we'll go to something else. All right, cool, we'll go to something right. else. Are it's... they continuing to come in? Where right. can I set myself? Right, where can so I... So that I could be safe. Exactly. So I could be right. safe. I could be safe. And um, I think the, the, the way that, that, you know, Chris, that you teach it is very much so like, you know, ninth q eighth q seventh q is all like that stuff you know like how can i you know the the body stuff how do i use my own body how do i take ukemi all that stuff and then the how do i move to a good position move to a good position that makes it hard for them to get me in the first place and that is 100 percent applied to even the pinning stuff which is like um you still are moving to a good position yes you want to you if that's what you're doing right now you do want to pin but you're also still moving to a better position constantly and making it harder and harder and harder for them to come get you if that's what they want to do. And that's what puts them into that control, right. that pin. Right. Um, but it's hard because uh, it, it can end up a little backwards and it, and it messes with how you think about it, I think, right. for me personally. I, I at think least. getting all Aikido, um, at least the way we see it, and I really think this is in accord with Aikido as a whole, but uh, getting all Aikido is uh, understanding that you're never trying to get them. That's yeah, right. never, ever right, the goal. Right. Like, that might happen but that's not the goal and you might need to hold them so they can't hurt someone else but, but that's, that's not, not the, the goal, goal right? the goal is just you always being okay and as long as i'm okay first second everyone else around me is okay and third mm-hmm. i would like you to be okay too then everything's cool there you mm-hmm. know um but but 
uh, most martial arts are actually about, and the philosophy in most martial arts is about actually getting the other person, yeah, right? right? Any sport martial art has to be about that because that's how we know who won, right? You were the best boxer. You were the best judo player. You were yeah. the best wrestler. You were the best Brazilian jiu-jitsu guy because you knocked them out. You threw them down. You pinned yep, them. You tore the their technique. You tore Correct. their arm, you know? Like, that's, that's what's happening in that. In Aikido, that's not it. And that's why we can't really have competitions exactly. I mean, we could, and I've, I've found a system to do it. But but it's really difficult because, it's like, the main goals just need to be okay. Right, right. Right. And every, everything you do has to be within that or is under, like, a subset of that philosophy yes, of me being right. okay. that's right. And I feel like that me like, this is the questions that people have for us always, which is, like, well, if you're always worried about running away or being okay, then, you know, what about all that weapon stuff where you're, you know – weapon in the forward hand hitting people in your Giwaza or whatever it's like but that's coming from a place of like you know if they're in that distance i'm hitting them because i need to not i don't want right. them to I'm get closer to, move to myself me away. Right. right i'm continually moving and making that space and yes it is with the weapon and it's in the forward hand and i'm whacking the crap out of them but that's because i don't want them any closer to me because i'd rather not have them grab me right and hopefully uh you have also made it abundantly clear that they should not be moving in, you <laughs> right know, like you've been saying, hey, dude, if you just chill out and stay where you are, everything is going right. to be cool. Exactly. Right. Um, and again, it's you using their uh, intent or their energy against them because it, it, it's their uh, desire to come within your space that, that is getting them hit. Right. right. I mean, that. that's the same thing that you teach in the women's self-defense class that we do, which is great, which is first, um, hey, I'm not okay with this, you know, that someone's uh, in, invading your me. space. Right. It's. I need you to stop right there. Please don't come any closer to me, you know? Right. And as, as you continue to voice that and they break that distance, then it gives you the okay to go, all right, I need to, I maybe need to uh, continue moving. And if you're breaking that space faster than I can move out of it, then I'm hitting you now. Right. right. And that's not because I want to beat you up. It's right. because I need you to get out of my space. Exactly right. Exactly and right. sometimes that does involve a hit, you right. know? Right. With and a sometimes weapon or that whatever. involves control. Right. You know? Yes. And, and be, having to bring them, uh, to the ground, mm -hmm. um, but I think that like if you look at the way that the the Aikido pins are set up again, it's like as I'm doing that, mm -hmm. they're all set up so that um, I can keep a nice clear view of everything that's happening right. around me mm -hmm. as I'm controlling them. Once they're controlled, I am in usually in a position where I uh, I am uh, autonomous. They are secure, and I am autonomous. And able to uh, scan and keep a track of what's happening around me. You know? mm -hmm. So if there is someone sneaking up behind me, um, I can see them and easily get up and, and move away. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Or and or you know if I'm controlling someone, I can use that control to put them into the other person. Or I think a lot of times when we um, when we talk about Aikido, you know, like uh, I'm very vocal about how I think Aikido works. Um, and so people go like, oh, so so then, you know, why would we have these things? And they can't understand why we would have, you know, techniques like shionage or some yeah, kind of yeah. pinning technique, something like that. But it's like you have to understand that, you know, there's a, a multitude of situations that could arise. And that set might be important, mm -hmm. you know, depending on the situation yeah. you're in, you know, um, including, you know, someone who's mentally deranged. It might be in their absolute best interest that you hold them down because they'll damage themselves as right, much as right, anyone right. else, you know. Mm -hmm. So so that is a part of, of what we do. Um, it's just you have to understand that the number one goal is never to get them. The number one goal is just for you to be okay. Right. You're okay, then cool. You, we can work from there. Other people think. You know? Right. Yeah. Um, and then also you see the pins. Like, they're, they're not designed to destroy anyone. And no. this is a lot of people are like, oh, 
the the pins aren't very or the the controls aren't very good like you know Sankyo. like look i mean i guess at some point what something would tear but like for the most part i've been uh, really i've been sankyo'd a whole lot really badly um and you know sometimes a couple days later i'm going to feel it but you know, I'm you're probably going to tear fashion dislocations. I mean, it's really no different than what you're going to see in most Brazilian jiu-jitsu stuff. Um, you know, most stuff is applied to the joint and not the bone itself, right? So the goal is not to break a bone. Like a lot of times people say that, you know, like, oh, you know, could you break, break someone's his arm, arm with right, this? Right. Like, well, no, no but you're going to dislocate the joint. You're going to tear a bunch of fascia. You could tear some ligaments. That's what's going to happen. In the grand scheme, that's not a horrible thing right. to have yeah, happen yeah, yeah, yeah. compared to what could happen, which is someone die. Right. Whether right. that's me dying, that's right. really bad right. in my opinion, or you dying. I don't want that either. You know, right. like, I want no one to die. Mm -hmm. um, so if you know, arm gets torn, an arm gets torn. Um, but that's also not the objective. Most of the times, the 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 techniques are using that as a way to kind of unbalance or distance yourself right, from right. them, right? Unbalance them so they fall down or distance yourself. And from I mean, them. you know, we're talking about controls, but you see this in the Nagewaza, it's the same thing. If you look at the throws that we have, um, they're not built to put someone on their head. They're right. not, you know, if you look at a lot of the throws, they end up with the person like in front of you, right, on the ground, and usually like um, in that, that same position where, you know, I could drop my knee or whatever if I needed to control. But it's not the same kind it's not i'm not throwing them on their head i'm not you know right. and i mean this is a different podcast we could definitely talk about nage waza but i think it's important to understand that aikido throws are not designed to throw you down right like they just judo. throw to get you get yeah. you away they just want to make space right and and it's probably because my kill waza wasn't working right or my whatever was happening yeah. did wasn't working right so i needed to project them away from me and i think using yeah they're more nage pro use projections, yeah, yeah. projections throws. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Use. Yeah. yeah actually um which, but it, you know, and it plays in the same way, and, and I think it fits really nicely if you begin to look at all of that stuff in that con, like all of the the techniques, all of the, um, in that that frame right. frame of reference, right. you know. I mean, I think this is why I think the the number one priority for the Aikido community at large is to come up with some tenets that everyone who practices Aikido agrees on. Yeah, you mm -hmm. know, like look, this is the way we see the art uh, manifesting. And uh, I think those should definitely be influenced by the past. But the truth is, if everyone who does Aikido really just wants to control people, then, I mean, maybe that's the way Aikido morphs. I think that's a shame because there are other martial arts that teach you how to control right. people. Western wrestling does an awesome job of teaching you to control people. Learn that, right? Yeah, so it's yeah. super good. But, like, I think uh, we need to have tenets. And I think if we could set these clear ideas out that, look, all Aikido people basically agree on these, you know, four, five, three, how many ever rules, then, like, we can work from there. And I think, you know, one is, like, uh, my own safety is the number one goal over getting someone right, else. Right, I think right, that's right. an important yeah. part of Aikido philosophy. And we can use those tenets then to evaluate the things that we're doing, the techniques or whatever it is that we're doing to go, like, does that fit with these tenets that, we've, right. that right. we're working from? And if from? they don't fit, why not? Right. right. And if they don't fit, then... Is this do really we need to a technique reevaluate that, the tenets, right. or, do or do we need, we need to reevaluate re this thing? Right, exactly. Yeah. And then if if people, you know, say, grab a video and go, is this Aikido? Then we can go, okay, well, how does this fit into right. our is philosophy of, of Aikido? Right. And maybe it's an is Aikido technique in a ring, sure. but Nothing is it Aikido? And we can go, look, these don't match with those tenets. Right. Therefore, right. Right. no. Or they do. You know, we or, discover yeah. new stuff because we're like, oh, look, this fits in with what we do. Exactly. Um, but mostly just having a community where we can agree about things. That would be nice if we could agree. <laughs> you know, and the other day I was I was saying, like, you know, I don't I don't 
want to do much trash talking about stuff that I don't like because um, I want us to start agreeing for once. And I feel like there's right now there's too much like this sucks and that sucks and this guy's shitty and that guy's shitty and blah, 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 blah. I want us to start going like I like this and this about them, you know, and right, maybe you right. don't like yeah. all that other stuff, yeah. but I do like this and this about them, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Was there anything else? I mean, I think we kind of really tore through some really cool stuff. Uh, it wasn't as maybe a technical uh, uh, as technical it's gonna be of hard a podcast. Without being able to see, but it. right. I mean, unless you know, so we might just need to. Maybe we should do a video cast. I've been threatening that for a long time for that. One. <laughs> we'll do a video cast and we'll show some of this stuff because I really like um, you know, and we always talk about this, but um, at like I was talking about uh, at uh, Combat Con, um, you did showed the the two pinning variations so like a a mount or a side mount uh and then a a, um ikio pin the difference between the two was uh extraordinary and i think very illuminating for the people who were there as to why you might want to do this pin you know why you might want a mount versus the ikio pin or, or conversely why you might want to you know, control someone with an ikio pin, which seems kind of stupid to a lot of people, right? As compared to um, something else, so. it's very obvious when you see it in person, yeah. and yeah, yeah, it's like you know anything else, and, and like the important thing is to, to to understand we're not saying that aikido pins are the be all, but it's like saying being tall is good. You're talking about playing basketball, yes. You're talking yeah. about being a horse jockey, no. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like there are reasons that things are good in some lights and not good in another light. You know, so so like saying you know Brazilian jiu-jitsu pins are the best pin is a fallacy in my opinion. Saying Aikido pins are the best pin is a fallacy. But it also could be correct right. conti- con- contextually. Contextually, depending yeah. on what yeah. we're talking Aikido about. Aikido pins are the best pins for the philosophy that we have in Aikido. I think that's a sound, <laughs> sound thing to say. If you make those caveats, I think that's exactly correct. Yeah. I think Aikido pins are awesome at what they do what within they our do. context. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times, I mean, the problem is that like um, we, we don't, we don't talk about them. You right. know, we don't talk about why we, we, we do them. Mm-hmm. Um, and we understand how to do them. And, you know, I mean, everyone can do an Ikkyo pin and they understand what an Ikkyo pin looks like and they understand, like, where they need to be. And But, like, why? Like, you know, right, I don't think right. a lot of times you get the why of it. Oh, I'm controlling the, the knife hand. I'm controlling the elbow and the wrist. Well, okay, but why Why, why are you doing that? Right. And why in, in the way that you're doing it, right? Because there, there are other ways that you could control knife hand or wrist or something. And I think a good point about that is sometimes the – and I don't know what what my point is exactly with this, but like sometimes the like overlay of like the technique, like just the idea of doing a technique makes it more confusing or like it, it just um, it, it mystifies it a little bit when really it's it's quite all the ideas with like knife stuff or with controls are fairly simple. It's just like the idea of like I gotta do this technique right, right. makes it more confusing. Right. I don't know. It's funny, so Maya's getting, we're doing this because Maya's getting ready to take her second Q test uh, on Wednesday. And uh, uh, so uh, that's part, a big part of the second Q test at our dojo is understanding pins and controls. And the reason why it goes there, in my opinion, is because um, you should have the maturity at at that higher rank to understand when a pin is appropriate and when a pin is not appropriate. And so like the stuff Maya's outlining now is like exactly the kinds of questions I would ask her on the test, which is, when do you do that? Right. What is it good for? Why would you not choose a pin? Why would you choose to pin? You know, so that I believe as we grow in the art, you should begin to have the maturity to go like, oh, this is out of the context of the Aikido pin, so I shouldn't be pinning now. Or yeah. this is well within the context of the Aikido pin. This is what I want to choose. 
Well, we were doing a little bit of jaywalk um, today with a weapon. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of times when we're doing this, it just goes back and forth, disarm, 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 disarm. Um, but there was a, uh, several times with Maya where um, the disarm didn't happen, and I kept coming in, um, and I kept attacking, and it ended up in one of these these pins. And it was like, yes, that's the – and especially in the situation that we're in because it was just the two of us, and we right. can kind of assume right. that. Um, that is the correct thing to do. Now – and we're at, pretty well physically matched as well, so it's not like right, you're a right. whole lot bigger than me. So um, it was totally possible for and that it, situation. And at no point was it um, she decides, oh, I'm going to pin him now. You know, right. it was that. It, that's not how it all it it at all played out. But because of the way that we kept moving and the way that things were happening, the 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 pin set up, and w- she was able to take it. You know, and I think that's where it needs to 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 come from and to you know to be is like um it can't be i mean i guess you could say like oh i'm gonna do this pin now because of these things as, as we've laid out but within the interaction it'll it organically can't be, happen it, it will organically happen right. if you understand yeah. the things that you want which is like i want to be safe right first right, right. so yeah. how do i be safe well i keep the knife away from me and i work to get a control right um and then keep moving from there, and then you will see that the techniques will we'll show organically themselves. show naturally, themselves, yeah. naturally yeah. show themselves. Whether it's the pinning yeah. technique or the kiowaza right, right. or the nagewaza, like, um, and they, they were organically happen. Yeah, and, and that's exactly what I was experiencing all, also there is, like, at first when we started doing that geowaza, you know, I'm like, I'm nervous about my test, you know, and so I'm, like, trying to – do forms as we've been practicing them or whatever and you know josh is like just chill out just do the stuff that we always do you know we do some weapon stuff as well in our self-defense class and when i started thinking about it in the terms of what we do in the self-defense class which is there's no words i mean you know it's basically disarm one and two is what we say there's no there's not that layer of extra like stuff on top of it it's just like just see what happens kind of play around right. you know and and defend yourself in that you know have that arm shield so that you're not getting stabbed in the side and that kind of stuff it it like went it got way easier for me because i stopped thinking about it as like i need to do an aikido technique and right. instead it was you know oh protect my body you know so the more I outside of it you know get outside of that that range where he's gonna you know stab me and then control that hand and then work from there and it got a lot better and i think so it's that same thing of like you know just do the things that are right for you to keep yourself safe control the knife and then work those disarms right. from there yeah, and it'll play out naturally. it just Very it does yeah um all right yeah. we're at uh, 46 minutes Whoa, or so. we yeah. talked to, wow, yeah, we spent all that time yeah. but i think it was good and hopefully it was uh helpful for people if that you do have quite if we hit on something in this podcast or any of the podcast but uh, and you have a question or, you know, some sort of clarification or something or, or, or a thought that you had that you would like to share, you can always find us um, on all of our social medias. You know, we're on Facebook. You can send us a message, SoundCloud, same way, um, and uh, we'll, we'll get back to you usually. And, you know, maybe it's a topic idea that we need to hit on um, yeah, follow, in a future podcast. So. Follow our Instagram. We're Aikido Fresno on Instagram. I think we get some pretty cool. Yeah, pictures. you should actually follow. I, I was thinking this the other day uh, as I was watching, looking at through the scrolling through our 
the, the feed. Um, it's pretty good. There's some really interesting stuff that that we put up on there. I'm, you know, whatever. Bye. I'm biased. Yeah. <laughs> the pictures are cool. They're Not just the pretty to look at. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but it's nice. So if, if you are interested in Aikido, we have some good stuff up there um, that you can look at as well. So. All right. That's it. Thank you so Thanks, much, guys. guys. Have a great week. Bye-bye.